So folks, I want to give a big welcome here to New Church Live. I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair. It's great to have you joining us today. And, and it's sort of this step like crawl, walk, run. And we're beginning our sort of our crawl and our walk back to normal. So we warmly invite any of you moving forward to either join us in person if you'd like at 10.30 a.m. or online. And we have a very special service ahead for you today. One we've been working hard on is, is a way to just kind of symbolically start to move to a new space. And the theme of today's service is really simple. It's how do we learn to see, how do we learn to see with the eyes of our heart? So big thank you to all of us, all of you who are joining us today. Big thank you to the team that put on today and big thank you to these wonderful musicians. Thank you for joining us. Good morning and welcome to New Church Live. My name is Angela Cooper and I work here at New Church Live and I just wanna welcome you all to church today and thank you all for joining us. I have one really simple but very exciting announcement today. I've been talking for the past few weeks about our fiscal year um, that ends at the end of this month and I am happy to report that we've actually made our end of year stewardship goal. Yes, I just want to give a big round of applause to everybody at home, in person, who made a contribution to New Church Live. I think this is the earliest we've ever hit our fiscal year end of year stewardship goal, ever, in the history of New Church Live. So thank you. Yes, and usually right now I'm, I'm, you know, revving you up and saying we can do this, but we have met our goal. And I just want to point out that this year with everybody setting up their reoccurring gifts, that has made a huge impact and it's really helped us kind of get ahead of the game. So I want to challenge you all now to think about it as we prepare for our next fiscal year. Maybe I won't even have to make any announcements at the, at the end of next year. I think that should be our goal. And I, it's not about fundraising. It's not about money. It's not about dollars. It's about an investment in New Church Live and all of the infrastructure and resources it takes to run this church. Small groups, the Sunday, the Sunday message, the music, um, community service. We've been able to serve our community th through this virtual time, through flowers and contributions and dropping stuff off in Philly and donating things in Michigan. So it all is possible through your support. And I just hope you'll continue to support New Church Live, celebrate this amazing day having happened at the beginning of the month rather than the end, and just encourage you to think about, you know, investing in New Church Live for the fiscal year ahead. So if you want to do that, um, if you want to think about your year ahead and kind of slowly and methodically make your contribution, all you have to do is text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase, to 77977. Um, and you can set up a reoccurring donation. And like I said, that's that powerful, really slow, but very impactful way of making a contribution, especially as we're all really still tuning in online or going on vacation. You can just know that you're regularly supporting New Church Live. So I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, Pastor Chuck's heart, and just this amazing community. Thank you so much. As well, you know, just a huge thank you to everyone. Just we so appreciate. I mean, one of the worst days of the year for me is June 30th. I think, and I think every year it's gone down to June 30th. And, and what a what a great like ability we have to just breathe because we did it. We did it. We made our goal. And it's not about preservation of a church. It's about finding new ways to serve. 
How are we going to serve? What's service going to look like? Like really asking each other the question, yeah, what does it look like to let God work through us in all kinds of, all kinds of different ways? So one little last thing, I have an invite here for you folks, which is coming up, we have a special book club coming up. It's a book club on a book that I love near and dear to my heart. It's called Falling Upward, A Spirituality for the Two Halves of Life. We're going to be doing a book club starting on June 24th. It's a great one, just talking about like the phases of faith in our lives. And what's super exciting to me is a couple of things. One is one of my all-time favorite pastors, Teresa Huber, has agreed to run it with me, which is great. And the second thing that I just super, super love is that we've already had about 20 people sign up for it. That is a great number, and I certainly want to invite you if you're interested. Let me know. Let Angela know. We'll get you the book for free. There you go. So that's what we're hoping for this year. So so today, as as we start sort of that transition, as we start this transition into sort of a new phase, so to speak, and again, it's a crawl, walk, run thing. We're not going to be back up to full whatever we were before, probably until the fall, until everybody returns from the shore and from the mountains and from all kinds of vacations across the country. You know, it's, it's, it's holding church as this. The church is this beautiful reminding. Church reminds us of something. And sometimes we don't have words for it, which is why people cry in church. I think why I cry in church. And and sometimes we do. And so what I'd love for you to do is to take 60 seconds and answer this question here. It's a real simple question. What do you want to be reminded of today for this Sunday service? What do you want to be reminded of today? You can either put that in our text. Uh, You know, there's a there's a you can text me or you can put it in the chat on live stream or Facebook. What do you want to be reminded of today? Please take 60 seconds and answer. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, guys. I'm sure for our online folks as well as for me, it's just really weird hearing people in here. Like, how strange is that? You know, and I think about this journey, right? This journey that we've had and, and, and what we've had to face in so many ways. And, and it's interesting, just, just thinking about where we were as a congregation, as a church, and it mirrors so much of, of what all of us have been through, I think. And, you know, the, just a few short weeks before we shut down, we had the largest service ever at New Church Live, Nora McInerney. And beautiful service, 600-some-odd folks that day. And, and, and then a few weeks later, we're all of a sudden just here, and, and no one, except for the beautiful ability we had to go online and to create community in new ways there. And boy, have we seen that community flourish. We've really seen that community flourish. And it's really actually been a beautiful part of, of, of this. And it's, and it's not to say that this time has not been without challenges. It's been incredibly difficult these last 15 months incredibly difficult these last 15 months. I mean, I just, I think about the big challenges. You know, some of you here today, many of you watching, have faced really overwhelming challenges over the past 15 months. And just think for a minute, you wanna take a breath, and just honor that, to acknowledge that. Knowledge how hard that has been. 
And while not everybody has had a serious trauma, I think we've all been changed in many ways. I mean, in some ways are kind of funny. I still feel like a little guilty 12-year-old schoolboy sneaking into Wawa without a mask. And, uh, you know, like, like and, and little, little challenges as, as well that we've just learned to kind of deal with and, and work with, and we've, we've figured them out. And we've figured them out, and that all matters. And with all these challenges, you know, I, I feel like there's, there's bigger community challenges. You know, one of the things somebody brought up, which I just thought was so important, this is a little bit of a sidebar, so important. We've had a couple of teams, volunteer teams, who met to talk about this particular service. And one person said, yeah, one of the things we really need to get better at is, is, is this person said, yeah, we have an obsession with polarization right now. An obsession with sorting people into this box or that box. And we talked about that at church a few weeks ago. And I really feel like as a church, we can be an invitation to something different. And I shouldn't really say can be. We will be. We will be an invitation to something beyond those boxes. That third way of following Christ as best we can, serving as best we can, as humbly as we can, as God gives us to see it. That's the direction we're going to be moving to try to address some of these challenges. Because underneath, folks, all this stuff is this, is, is this big yearning. And it, it, was, it was just so amazing, um, you know, to, to like, uh, to just read these backstage. You know, I read some of them backstage. Just these deep underlying yearnings that we have. And I want to go through some of these with you folks. I can't read them all. But they're beautiful because, because they show sort of what people are yearning for. Hey, Chuck, I want to be reminded that God is love and that that love pour out into my life. That God's timing is much better than mine as much as I think I have an awesome plan. I sent that one to myself. I want to be reminded that God's got this. I don't need to try to handle everything. I'd like to be reminded of the power and importance of faith to myself and others as well and their well-being. Really agree with that, folks. Like if we, if, if we can take these next steps, if we can take these next steps, there's a world out there that just we can serve so well because this matters. As I sit and ponder how I'm going to fulfill what I believe to be my purpose, remind myself just how grateful I am for all that God has given me. That's beautiful. How great spending time with family and some racks of ribs on the smoker is. Of how precious each day is. That I'm not in control and can surrender to a higher power that's looking out for me. That you can always find goodness in the world. That's beautiful. Presence, my presence in the moment and God's presence in it with me. Stacy writes that God will always put me exactly where I need to be, even though I can't see it sometimes. Today is all I really have. Nothing is guaranteed. Be grateful and grace-filled. That we are all equally loved regardless of faith or ethnicity. Only God knows what tomorrow will bring. Reminded how lucky I am to be surrounded by love from friends, family, and community. To value progress over perfection. Now, I don't know whether we'll manage to nail all of those today, but I think looking at the service ahead, we will definitely speak to a lot of that, 
that beautiful reminding. And, and you know, we, we went through this time, right? And it sort of had this, this feeling, at least for me, of dislocation. Like, like, I'm a people person. I like dinner out. I like hanging out. I like, I like all that stuff. And the online world is, is like, I look at the online world in the same way I look at skinny jeans. You, you know? It's like, I get that's what people like, but I don't quite get it, you know? And, and um, so it's been an adjustment, but then, but then watching again, like, oh, and God's here too. Like, I've seen God here in, in all kinds of places. I've seen God in beautiful places with couples who've gotten married. I've seen it with babies who've gotten baptized. I've seen it where families have found new ways to do church. Kind of fun. I found it in new ways to connect smaller groups, small, small groups, as well as bigger, small groups. Now, to try to pull some of this together, we are going to be trying something ultra fancy with my friend Maria here. And what we're going to try to do here, folks, is, is the backstory to this is our dear, beloved Rebecca and I ran a small group. And we had people from all over the place as part of this small group. And, uh, you know, I asked Rebecca to come out to say a few words about that small group and then actually to chat with a little bit with Maria, who's down in Brigantine, New Jersey right now. And this is, again, just, just sort of trying to get some, something symbolic around what it looks like, this new, new Church Live model. So with that, please welcome Rebecca to the stage. Getting you the microphone. There you go. Thank you. Hello. Hi, everybody. So um, Chuck is notorious for the last minute volunteering. So I'm going to wing it a little bit today, as we are with, with our friend Maria. But I wanted to first talk and say that, as Chuck has noted, this was a rough year, right? Like, this was hard on so many levels. We've had loss of so many things, friendships, family, connections, freedom. We've had a lot of difficulty with, with reconciling the fear, the concern, being unsure, and most of all, being alone. We're not meant to be alone. As people, we reach out for each other. We want to connect. We want to understand and have somebody understand us. So as we came into 2020, I had had kind of a personal life trauma. It was in kind of a terrible place. And I wasn't connecting. And then COVID hit and made sure I really didn't connect. So I was sitting in my home, moping, thinking, and I got a call from Chuck. He said, I have an idea. We're going to have a group. We're going to do a little small group. We're going to do it on Zoom. Now, mind you, um, with work, I had just gotten familiar with the concept of like video conferencing and chatting. And I was like, how, how is this going to work? So we hop on this Zoom, and it was kind of, this was kind of the first pass early in, in the summer, and we started connecting and talking, and it was so wonderful to reconnect with people who were in different spaces, carrying 
different things, celebrating different things. And it went so well that Chuck came back around. He's like, I want to do it again. I want you to co-lead this one. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Me lead anything? Okay. So we get into this group and kind of came up with a couple of themes. You know, who is your hero? What do you hope for? What makes you hurt? And with each of these topics, each of us got a moment to address, you know, where we are, where we were, what we were dealing with. And in a way that was really amazing because it wasn't somebody trying to fix it. It wasn't somebody trying to tell you to get over it or get better or forget it or move on or whatever people do in their very, very helpful but not so helpful ways of helping you deal with a trauma like what we had over this last year. But just really getting to be, just getting to be with each other, share our experiences, learn from each other, and just be. And it was wonderful. And I don't know how long Chuck wanted me to continue talking, but I think, have we got Maria? Yay! <laughs> Hi, Rebecca! Hello! I don't know, she can't, I'm not on this anymore, am I? Oh my gosh, so along with many people, some of whom are in the audience today, I can't see anybody, but I know you're here and I love you all. Um, Maria was, was a part of our group. Uh, we had many, many conversations, a lot of laughter, some tears. Um, but Maria, would you mind taking a moment and, and telling us how this, this, uh, yeah, this small group, this connection, what it meant to you? Sure, Rebecca. I mean, I've been in a similar situation as you. My 2020 ended pretty uh, poorly with a lot of loss. Um, lost a husband, lost a mother. And then I was looking forward to, you know, just starting anew in 20. And that was at the end of 2019. And then 2020, I was looking to starting anew and then COVID hits, right? And so this whole year has been really difficult. I too, like Chuck, I'm a people person. I had a hard time with just, you know, backing away from so many people and not hugging and not seeing faces and not seeing just emotions. And this group brought us together. I've been in a few like Rebecca, and, but this last one was just so special. It seemed like we all just clicked. We shared every bit of our internal comments and our feelings and what we really wanted to do um, with each other. And it just was such a beautiful thing. And I just can't wait when I'm not in Brigantine to come back to church and meet all these people. I started into this church just a few months before COVID. I had been away from religion for a pretty long time and found that this was a space for me, that this community, this love that everybody shares is just so awesome. So um, just these groups were a way for all of us to get together and yes. in, a, in a, such a troubling time. So thanks for inviting me. And I hope to see you all in church really soon. Uh, we can't wait to see you in person too. And, and everyone else here, it's so nice to be able to come back. I, you know, I, I, I've been a part of this church since I think 2014. And this was an amazing new way to connect with people who were new, who'd been here for a while, and just really spend time with each other and connect in a space where we were all broken and disconnected. So thank you to Maria. Thank you to our group. Thank you to Chuck for bringing us together. Um, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Thank you, Michael. Beautiful. Yeah, so very, very precious. And thank you, folks. We're going to end the Zoom call there. Thank you, Maria.
You know, just, just really, really sweet to be able to do that. That took a lot of technical, I have sweaty palms. Like that was, that was tricky doing that. And really appreciate the tech guys putting that together for us. So, you know, one of the beautiful pieces of it is that this church, we know life is always these three things. It's always blessed, always broken, always shared. You know, in life, and we really did over the course, many of you did through different small group formats, you know, you shared life together. The hard parts and the good parts and how they all mix and, and the idea that somehow we can hold each other through it and that God walks with us through it. One of the true joys was getting to know Steve and Darlene. Steve and Darlene tragically lost their son. It was part of New Church Live, but what an amazing family. What an amazing couple. They invited me over for dinner, served me steak. It doesn't get any better than that. And we wanted to do a song that honors their son's life as our song right now. So please enjoy Stephen's song. We love you guys. Thank you, Darlene and Stephen. Rebecca, can you join me right here? All right, so, so one, of the, one of the fun parts is, folks, is we get to do life together, even those parts that are hard with supporting each other and, uh, you know, in challenging times. And one of the fun parts is, is many of our small group, we haven't even met each other yet. Can you believe it? Yeah. No, because there's people who we've never seen before, like Hi. these guys. <laughs> you go ahead and give them a little hug there. So, so I'll just let you, let you guys just introduce, I'll let you guys just introduce yourselves here. Hi, I'm Betty Lindbergh. And I'm Chris Lindbergh. And, and they're part of our small group. And I just yeah. wanted them to come just because I want people to see about how community can work. Yeah. <laughs> and, Re and Rebecca's right. You can't see anybody. You can't here, see anybody. So. No, you're literally in front of, front of the headlights. That's so. almost beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful, wasn't it? And, and do you guys want to say just a, just a small group highlight for you? Uh, other than it was, it was a really great way to engage and build community and just get to know people and a new experience of New Church Live because we're new members. So for us, it was just really nice to connect at a real personal level. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. It was, Chris loves this church. Um, I've heard about it for years. We finally joined online, <laughs> met these wonderful people online and have built really strong connections and I love every one of them. Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you, Betty. Give them a round of applause, Thank please, you. folks. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys can head on off. So with, with that, folks, like, like this is so much the, the reminder about like, like that we are here trying to rebuild community. You know, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, that's what, what church does. Church really works. Blessed, broken, shared. That's, that's where church is strong. And that building community can matter so much. So, so how do we do that? And I want to offer three thoughts here about building community. The first, and this comes from my dear friend, Bob Plefka. You know, we were having a meeting about this, and there were some online people, some in-person people. And, and Bob was like, well, you know what? I, I think what, what the tagline needs to be to start with is we need to learn to stop, listen, listen to the other people, and then just stop. <laughs> I love that line. Like, stop, listen, stop. That's really good. That's really good. As God would say it, cease to do evil, then learn to do well. There has to be this sacred no. 
And maybe part of recapturing this third way is just recapturing the idea, yes, yeah, stop, listen, stop. That's it, that's all we need to do. Another key part is this beautiful, beautiful line from Ephesians 1, which I, which I just find incredibly powerful. I'm gonna read it here for you. And it's, it's again, like, like that idea, okay, so if I learn to just stop, and then from there, if I really learn to stop, I can learn to see with the eyes of my heart. Where does that come from? It comes from Ephesians 1, verses 18 to 19. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith, this is Paul speaking, in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Listen to this line, folks. It's so beautiful. I pray. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, may be opened, in order that you may know the hope to which God has called you. What a beautiful line. Like if we, if we learn to really see with our hearts, we'll start to see this hope out there. Again, a hope that's love stretching into the future. We start to see a hope in a different way. That's very different than putting people into boxes. That's the essence of the third way. That's why these, these groups and these connections as we're trying to fashion them to be this mix of online and in person, that's why this stuff matters so deeply. Because it's where we learn to truly love God. Now, it was interesting looking at, at love God on this next slide. As, as we learn to love God, you know, this is some pieces of new church theology that I love. You know, what is loving God? Well, loving God is actually loving community and remembering what's real. All the communities of heaven point to one aim, love for God. So, so here you have this idea of love God. Got it, but how does that look? Well, this is how it looks. Love of that community, partnership, communion. This is where loving God really exists, the love for one. And it's the same love that one parent would have for many children, brothers and sisters all. Remembering what is real. God is the absolute reality from which all things come and to which all things are connected. Come to love that connection, that oneness. That's, that's what we're to fall in love with. Like the eyes of our heart open and, and we start to see this, this love of God as this love of connectedness. Like can we, can we, put, can we invest our, our love energy there? Yeah, it's about this connection. Let's celebrate it. Let's be grateful for it. And ready folks, and let's build it. And let's build it. One day at a time. One simple connection at a time. Because the promise is this, the promise if we do that is we start to see through a different lens. And it's a lens in which we really are finally able to see others. And when we can see others, what we're left with is a whole lot of gratitude. Now, we wanna offer some gratitude here to some people who've really helped us to keep going. It was, it was interesting with, with our team, and, and, and Bob might be referencing this too in a moment, with, with our team, we were talking about what do we want to do when we reopen, and the team kept on pushing back, and it was such good pushback. They said, Chuck, you need to remember, we never closed. We never closed. 
We went through 15 months online, and here we are. So I want to start out grateful for you folks. Grateful that you kept on showing up. Grateful that you've been part of this church, again online, but that you've been part of what we've been trying to do here. I want to express real gratitude, too, for the team that we have. Our new executive director, Curtis Childs, doing an amazing job. Angela, who managed to keep all things running and legal at the same time, which is really good. Maggie, who's just done a terrific job working through social media. And as well, these amazing musicians that we have. Incredible, the work that they've done and the, and the, the heart that they've put in to what we've been trying to offer online. And with that, I'm going to ask Bob to come out and offer just a few other thoughts in terms of gratitude. So additional words of thanks. Um, the the um, community stayed together online. Uh, as Chuck referenced, it, it never really closed, and small groups were an incredibly important part of it. You saw that witnessed earlier here today. So special thanks to some of the small group leaders. There was many. I, I don't think I'll mention all of them, but Craig, Sarah, Karn, many others, uh, Andy, keeping us together, connected, when we were maybe pulling back. So special thanks to them. And then also being able to stay open throughout this really re required a lot of new technological challenge. And uh, the team there is Marcus, Levi, Chuck, Ken, and Jeff. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe a applause for them. I think when we were all pulling back, they were, you know, unfazed coming to make sure we stayed connected and uh, with that it made us think a little bit about the journey we're on thank you for being on this journey with us uh, it's a journey that i think we're supposed to be reminded of that connection there's something greater than any one of us connecting in um, seeing the face of god even if it's on a zoom call was was a wonderful thing and there's another uh, remaining part of this journey that we'll ask you to stay with us on um, to evolve, to challenge, to grow through. And uh, with that, that's the, the next phase we'll enter. We think there's going to be several milestones, some we see, including today where there's you know, a, a group in the room again. Uh, there'll be other milestones maybe we can't quite fully imagine, and we're looking forward to those. But if we could keep in mind this kinship that rises above and somewhat goes deeper than any of these connections, whether it's over Zoom, in person, um, something we're doing maybe at the moment, all live together, or maybe we're uh, listening to something uh, that Chuck recorded later on in the week. It's a, it's a great kinship to keep uh, forward. And then also just going back to where we started, this uh, small group that's coming up, the fall upward, I think that's a great theme for all of us because we are gonna fall. We have always fallen, and yet that part of that blessed, broken, and shared is making sure we fall upward and not only raise ourselves up, but raise each other. So those are our thoughts, and I'll turn it back to Chuck. Thanks, Bobby. You can just put it back there. Thanks, buddy. And that gratitude with what people said, you know, and it's, it's, it's like getting, getting clear where, where somehow we're in the life we're supposed to be in. It doesn't mean it always works terribly well, but it means God holds us even in the most broken of moments, as well as holding us in moments of opportunity. 
opportunity that, that can mean a great deal. I remember years ago, years ago, reading about a, an NFL player who'd gotten into the, uh, gotten into the Hall of Fame and, and they asked him, well, what do you want put on your gravestone? And, and what, he had, what he said was really interesting to me. His words have stuck with me since college, actually. Which he said, you know, I, I, want, to, I want to be known for that I spoke to the meaning of God for this generation. Spoke to the meaning of God for this generation. Boy, that's a great mission statement of life. And it's not about changing the heart. It's not about saying, changing beliefs. It's not about any of that. It's about changing forms and, and finding ways to do it because, because I feel like, and I've said this a bunch of times, one of the biggest challenges of this era will be, will be, you know, what do we do? Do we focus more on being entertained or do we focus more on building community? And, and as a church, we're going to always vote for building community because I'm not that entertaining. And, and that, that continually focused on that that myopic focus on how do we build community here? How do we move ourselves out to the margins enough so that the margins actually disappear? How do we serve? And it all comes down to this, like how do we love? How do we love? How do we ask? How are we gonna let God work through us? And that's an individual question, but it's also a community question for us. Like, how are we going to do this? And, and I don't have the answer, but I know I have wonderful people who are going to figure out the journey with us. And whether you're online or in person, I'm speaking to you directly about that. Life is good, folks. Life is hard. We're going to move forward into a new day. Amen. What we're gonna do to close the service is we're gonna have a special prayer online from Reverend Teresa Huber out of my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Then after that finishes, the band will come out for their final song. Lord, we are slowly coming out of a time of hardship, fear and anxiety. Many of us have experienced the loss of family or friends. Each one of us put to the task of enduring in different ways. We thank you for your presence with us through this difficult season. Help us to enter new routines and renew our friendships. Help us to rebuild our communities as places of connection and healing. Lord, please breathe new life and kindness into our thinking so that our words are a blessing to the people around us. Help us to begin again. Amen. So as the band comes out, Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for what you've offered us. Thank you for the love that we've shared. Thank you for the connection. Be with us, Lord, as we step into this new world in this new way. Help us to honor those parts that have known great loss. Help us to celebrate those parts that have known great resilience. And as always, Lord, allow us to honor and celebrate in this way, which is always together. Amen.